to the Secrets of the Self-Made podcast, where lifelong learners share their proven formula to achieving what they desire most. These are the students of Self-Made You, who have invested in a higher education that is arguably more important than any other subject. They have mastered self to overcome obstacles and create what they once thought impossible. Now it's your turn to learn and listen from the student who has become the teacher. Class is now in session. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Secrets of the Self-Made. Today on episode 13, we have Heather Zavnik. And like I've said before, my motivation in bringing these success stories to you is, is hopefully you see yourself in, in someone that has kind of joined us in this journey to become self-made. What I mean by that is really taking responsibility for your thoughts, for your feelings, for your behaviors, and ultimately for creating what it is that you experience day in, day out, minute by minute, that you take that responsibility. You're not the person that's out there placing blame or feeling like a victim. You start to understand or you become a person that understands all of that is within your control. And so I love to kind of spotlight different demographics within our student body, like within the clients that we have within Self-Made You. So Heather represents a demographic that I think a lot of you can relate to. She is a full-time professional that works from home only 50% of the time. The other 50% of the time, Heather is traveling. And why I think that is so interesting is because I hear all the time, I'm too busy, or I have circumstances like work travel that keeps me from focusing or investing in myself. It's really, really distracting. So I'm so excited for you to hear a little bit more about Heather. Heather, thank you so much for being here. Please. Well, thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you grew up, where you live now, what it is that you do, which I find fascinating. Great. No, thank you. I uh, haven't really talked a whole lot about where I grew up. So I'll mention that first. I grew up in Northwest Indiana, just south of Chicago. I live in Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, where I met my husband. And we've been married for 26 years uh, in March. So that just always floors me how long we've been married. And we have two adult children. They're 23 two adult boys, they're 23 and 21. Um, and I will be 51 in late February coming up here. So, and there's a reason why I wanted to mention that in a minute. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You and I live yeah. very parallel lives. We do. Yes. My kids yeah. are almost the exact same age. We've been married the exact same oh my gosh. time. Okay. I will say, are you a Green Bay Packers fan? Oh my gosh. How could I not be? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yes. there's where the similarities yeah. end, my friend. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. We'll have to talk more about that. All right. All right. Okay. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that's good. So I have been the breadwinner of our family for the past 15 years. Um, and that's kind of key to the story as well. Um, I do work with Mayo Clinic Laboratories and uh, as a region director. And all that means is that for the lab, um, I cover the Western part of the United States and I have a team of nine. So there is the, uh, and it wasn't even um, due to COVID. Uh, we, we, part of our time is working from home and doing the organizing. COVID brought on a lot more Zoom meetings, mm-hmm. um, but then 50% of the time is travel and traveling more now that things have been opening up. Um, you know, we did have kind of a shutdown there for a while, but yeah. um, that I feel extremely fortunate that my, my husband um, is a stay-at-home dad. Um, actually, we have a little joke about that. Uh, it, it was when the boys were really young and we were both working full-time, that was extremely stressful, as many women know. Mm-hmm. And it just became, it was the opportunity. We talked about it and uh, decided that he would be the stay-at-home dad for the boys. Um, but we joke about it now that uh, they're 23 and 21 and he's still a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. It works for us. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel extremely fortunate uh, with that aspect. That's awesome. So I envision like Mayo Clinic labs being a lot of people like in lab coats, scientists. Is that accurate? Is that like the people that you work with? The uh, That would be the probably the inside Rochester people. Yes. Um, okay. The people that we call on external clients that want to send uh, external hospitals, clinics that want to send their testing to Mayo Clinic. Got it. Okay, cool. Ooh, That's where we travel around and meet uh, external clients. Awesome. Oh, so interesting. All right. So tell me what attracted you to self-made you you've been with us. Let's see. Is it been six months? Yes. Yep. Uh, September of 2021. All right. Yeah. So we're coming up on six months. Awesome. Yes. And that's what attracted you to self-made you. Yeah, that's an easy question that actually comes back to a colleague. Um, my very, I, I call her my very good close friend. Now we started out as colleagues at Mayo and um, that just have evolved into a friendship over time here. And she had told me uh, back when we did have kind of a shutdown uh, of being able to see each other face to face in uh, 2020, early 2021, she told me she was starting a new program um, in January of 2021. And she had an intention to get healthy. And that's really all I knew. Now, I hadn't seen her face to face. I saw her on Zoom, um, but I hadn't seen her in person until May, last May. And when I saw her, like my jaw literally dropped. And I thought, (laughs) what is this program that you've been doing? (laughs) She looked amazing. You could tell in her, her skin, her demeanor, everything. And she was really good about it, you know, as far as not pushing what she was doing. She told me about, yeah, it's been great. Um, It's self-made you. She told me about Tracy. You know, she told me about you. And she said, you know, if you want to learn more, um, because she she didn't want to feel like she was pushing it on me. She said, join the student union on Facebook. And so I did that and I read about it. And um, after talking with her and also looking at the student union posts, I thought, okay, this is different. and I want to talk about the different diets I've done over 50 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but this one was really the first one I saw that incorporated the emotional aspect mm-hmm. of it and why we have this roller coaster ride of dieting. Yeah. And so um, that's when I really wanted to learn more. Yeah. Oh, I'm so yeah. glad to hear. I mean, our, our company is, if it's not 100% 
based on referrals, I'd actually be surprised. And I know that that sounds, you know, a little, maybe that sounds exaggerated to those who are listening, but I promise you that's true. Even though we do spend money on paid advertising, I'm pretty sure if we tracked every single client, we would track them back to a referral. And mm -hmm. I have so much pride in that because these are real results. And I just, you know, by the grace of God, these are very visible results that actually get people talking about it because they're also very personal results. And so um, I don't ask our clients to go out and like, you know, throw their before and afters on right. their social media because I understand how personal it is. Like me being the owner of the company, I had to do that because you had to get started somewhere. And so I had to share my personal story, my personal before and afters. And it about brought me to my knees because right. that is a very hard thing to do. So I, it just, it, it does not go unnoticed. And I'm so unbelievably grateful for our clients who are so willing to talk about their experience. And we get people just like you. So it's just a, it's a godsend, I, I will say. And I, I'm so, so grateful for that. So tell us then, like, what, what was the difference? I know you jumped in and I know, tell us about like the other diets that I yeah, think you probably yeah. all relate to. <laughs> uh, that, as I mentioned in the beginning, that I grew up in Northwest Indiana um, and where both my parents were from. So we had family around, uh, and this is going to get to the diet portion, but we had family, tons of family around. Cool. And uh, holidays growing up, uh, it was all about food. Actually, it seemed like every day was about food. I mean, lots of breakfast. Lots, let's say a Christmas holiday went from breakfast right into a giant lunch, right into dinner. I mean, it was constant. Yeah. And it was when I um, was in third or fourth grade, I clearly remember, you know, as the kids were teasing me is because I was the chubby girl, you know, and you're, you're little. And I would think, well, you know, I had some good friends and I thought, well, how come I'm not skinny like um, Debbie and Jenny? You know, I, I clearly remember that. And I would ask my mom, you know, if some kids were teasing me at school and I'd go talk to her about it. And she goes, you know, it's just in our genes, Heather. It's that's just yeah. in our genes. And I thought everybody ate the way we did and had big, giant family meals. I just thought that's the way it was. Well, yeah. fast forward to seventh grade. Um, I think that's when my mom was diagnosed with type two diabetes because she joined Weight Watchers. And I remember asking her, can I go to Weight Watchers with you? Hmm. You know, and maybe that's where the learning piece, like, I want to learn what you're doing. What do you, you know, mm -hmm. teach me. So I went, that was my first experience at seventh grade. I went wow. to Weight Watchers with my mom and it worked for both of us for a short time. <laughs> yeah. And that was before Weight Watchers was the way it is today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gosh, but I it, cannot yeah, believe the yeah. parallels because I think I was probably around 12, 13 years old when I first went to my first Weight Watchers meeting. Really? As well. okay. Yeah. And it All had right. a huge, huge impact on me because you were learning. I mean, and what yeah. they taught at the time, you know, it did work for people, but it was a lot of, you know, calories in, calories out kind yes. of concepts. But I think it's so fascinating that you and I have now met, you know, through self-made you. And I always say we attract those lifelong learners, those people who really yearn to learn more about themselves and how things, how their body reacts mentally, emotionally, physically, metabolically mm -hmm. to the things that we expose ourselves to. So 
Yeah, fascinating. And yeah, I think that's that, amazing. You know, in its day, Weight Watchers, you know, it had a lot to teach people. So it we did, yes. probably took away a lot from that. Yeah, exactly. And it, it and like we said, and you probably experienced too, it worked for a while, mm -hmm. um, but then it didn't work again. And even my mom, you know, I remember uh, she, whatever was happening throughout the years. And once I got into high school and Weight Watchers wasn't working, she gained weight, I gained weight. And then she bought deal a meal. Do you remember that? Do you have, did do. you have the Richard yeah. Simmons deal a meal? So then yeah. I remember learning that and doing that. And she had sweating to the oldies going on. <laughs> Just all that stuff. So that's what it, that's how the, my life started evolving into this diet, trying different diets. And then when I was in college, talk about gaining the freshman 15, I definitely gained the freshman 15 and some. Yeah. And it, looking back now, that's where I knew I never got that sugar craving under control because yeah. when I felt stressed, um, and that's why this is so good to be able to, to, I never dove back into my history until I joined this with you, Tracy. Because yeah. then I was looking at, you know what, I would get stressed before an exam and I would eat a big giant thing of peanut M&Ms thinking, okay, just have to get through this test and then I'll be happy. Yeah. But then meanwhile, I ate a billion calories. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's really how it all started. Yeah. God, that's so mm -hmm. awesome that you can trace it back and see and make sense of how your brain has brought forward, you know, for so many years, that coping mechanism, you felt stressed mm -hmm. and you tried to eat away that feeling, that feeling that you yeah. knew felt uncomfortable. And so that was your way of coping. And so Correct. I love it when people can make sense of why they do what they do. And then we just, we show you the architecture of it for those people yes. who are visual, visual, you know, we don't have to make it so abstract. We can actually put it in a framework to show you, this is why you're getting this result. The, the good news is, is that we can change that at the level of your mind. And so that neural pathway can be changed. And a lot of people don't understand that. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing that up. That is such a key point and one that we really, you know, strive to um, deliver to our clients that it is not your fault. You are not broken. It's only that that was a coping mechanism for you and it worked for you. It got you yeah, through yeah. that, right? But mm -hmm. today, that's not the coping me mechanism that you probably want to continue to practice. And so correct. we're teaching you new tools. Yeah, correct. And that to include in that, um, the Atkins diet. I mean, that was one too. I got the book. I read everything. That was... Um, Looking back at the history, that was the post baby. So after I had my two kids, that's when I yeah. really dove into Atkins. Yeah. And that was another one. It worked for a while, but then it, you know, it, so that's what makes your program so unique is that we're figuring out um, you don't have to live like that. You don't yeah. have to live with, okay, I'm going to go on a diet and then just rebound again. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is a sustainable, this is a lifestyle. And the reason why it is sustainable for the rest of your life is because you transform mentally, emotionally. Everybody wants the physical transformation. You get that, but that honestly becomes the byproduct. The metabolic transformation creates longevity. So mm -hmm. you get to live longer and you get to live, you know, at a higher level mentally and emotionally, you get to live longer and your days are going to be a lot happier, but 
most people come to us because they want that physical transformation. Right, but what right. really truly makes it sustainable is the mental and emotional transformation. Right. And you make a good point because um, since I had started back in the fall of 2021, it really hasn't been that long of time that you and I have met and been working through this program. But right. I did lose, I did lose the fifth, I lost 15 pounds. I knew I wanted to, that's about where I wanted to be. And I lost the 15 pounds and, but I don't feel like I'm done because I mean, with the weight, I want to maintain that, yep. but that weight loss, but what I, learned now that this isn't over. This is exactly what you said is how can, how can we then learn to maintain it? So we don't rebound and go right. through that vicious cycle yeah. <laughs> with Atkins and Weight Watchers and, and all that. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, I guess what I would say to that is for the people who are listening, who have, um, you know, quote unquote, yo-yo dieted or rebound, mm -hmm. you know, our brain is not a vault, right? So if you've maybe read a book or, um, you know, somebody's given you kind of the, the checklist of here's what you do now, unless you are actively practicing, actively, you know, engaging in the experience of, you know, um, eating foods that fuel you and, um, collecting the data on how metabolically you respond to that in, unless you're actively engaged, actively practicing self-coaching, it isn't something that is going to be sustainable because you will think about that. Like you've had 50 plus years of, of coping, you know, yes. of, of, you know, primitive brain thinking. So it's so important that you continue to practice what you know that, you know, what, what you find works for you. And we like to back that up with data because yes. when you have evidence-based data, you don't have to take my word for it. You can just keep looking at the data that you're collecting and be like, yep, this works. And that is a motivating factor. That's how we keep it sustainable. But, you know, we're human beings. So we need to be reminded, oh, that's right. The self-coaching on the mental and emotional level, it's the self-coaching that keeps me on point. Oh, yes. right. Eating the foods that fuel me is what keeps me feeling really energetic. Oh, that's right. Fasting, you know, extending the time in between my meals. That's right. That's what drops my insulin. Like you have to be reminded. I have exactly. to be reminded. So yes. Yes. That's what that's what makes it sustainable is, is almost having that community and that consistency, that reminder. And then the the you know, the coaching, of course, on top of that, I get my own coaching twice a week. It's super important to me. Yeah. So, I, and that's what I would agree that when I think back and, and uh, you know, I had said I'm, I, I lost the 15 pounds, but it, now in my mind, I'm not done because it is that. And that's the key that I had never done before was yeah. to keep doing this. Um, you've taught all of us about this uh, self-coaching and how to do that. Yeah. And it does take work. So yeah. that's my thought also is that even though in the beginning, in order to lose the weight, you're doing a lot of tracking and you're, you know, um, tracking your glucose and your ketones and, different, and looking at the scale and the measurements. But then beyond that, 
what's new with this program for me anyway, is then tracking my thought download and Mm -hmm. uh, making sure that I do that and the model and the worksheets and the workbooks. And that's what I found got me to this point uh, Mm -hmm. is that I have to dedicate myself to the work, but it's good. (laughs) It's good because it's working. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And when you, if you think about the work, like quote unquote, the work as you're just learning more about yourself. Like I, I say it very tongue in cheek, but this is truly a curriculum of you. You're Mm -hmm. learning about yourself on all those levels, those really important levels, mentally, emotionally, physically, metabolically. So, you know, is there another education out there that we should be more invested in? I, I would argue not. (laughs) Right. Same here. Yes. Very true. So what would you say is, the most profound concept that maybe you learned from self-made you or the one that's maybe most incorporated into your day in day out life. Do you know what, um, gosh, there's been so many things. Um, the one, what we're working on right now in February about self-love Yeah. that as well, you know, when I look back at my dieting yo-yo history, um, and always thinking, okay, I'll be happy if, or I'll be happy when, when, when I, yeah. when I lose, this weight, I'll be happy. And okay, well, it came back. Now, maybe I'll try it again. And then I'll be happy. Or once I have kids, then I'll be happy. Or once, you know, it's what you've taught us and me just personally through this program is that it's the process. Just enjoy where you are. Enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. And um, don't think it's the, I'll be happy when. We can be happy now. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's such a great lesson. Don't reserve those you know, desired feelings, don't reserve happiness for the finish line. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. that is not supporting you. Like that's not living optimally. If if you're going to reserve it for the when, like, let's learn how to be happy right now. Let's learn how to love everything about us right now. It's a game changer is fluffy and woo woo as that sounds. I will say it is a game changer. And truly writing all this down and doing the thought. I, I never did thought downloads before. And that's that's really changed my life as well. So mm-hmm. and that yeah. helps helps us be happy, at least speaking for myself. Mm-hmm. Get all that clutter out um, from your mind, and then you can just sit back and see yeah. what you have in front of you. Yeah. And I think, you know, so many of us think that, you know when we are investing in ourselves, when we buy a program or we, we join a weight loss, um, program that we're doing it, you know, for our own personal transformation. Have you found that it's had an impact on other areas of your life? It has absolutely. Yes. Now it, it was initially with the weight. Yes. And still is because I want to maintain this and mm-hmm. yet there are bumps in the road. And that's when I go back to the thought downloads and, mm-hmm. and things, but yes, with uh, my marriage for sure. And definitely with my job, mm-hmm. um, it has it, uh, my colleague that I was talking about or who I learned about this program, we're incorporating it in, it, we're working together to incorporate it in some of our work meetings, nice. you know, as far as just that, okay, we've been thinking this, how can we intentionally use our prodigy brain? Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. So yeah. Oh, gosh, Heather, that is awesome. Yeah. So what do you think of, I, I kind of at the beginning of this, episode talked about what I think, you know, being self-made means. What do you think 
when I say that you truly are a beautiful, living, breathing, walking, working example of what it means to be self-made. I, uh, the first thing my initial primitive brain would think, okay, Tracy's lost her mind. I am not an example of <laughs> a beautiful example. <laughs> but then what you've taught us too, is that it's the, my prodigy brain can then say, you know what, Tracy has given me a phenomenal compliment and has taught me now to sit back and accept that and say, you know, I, I may feel as if I'm a work in progress, I have, I still have a long way to go. Um, as many of us women feel, or, you know, um, I'm sure a lot of us feel that way, but now I can actually sit back and accept the compliment and know that I'm learning every single day and just thank you for this community you've built. Um, and I couldn't have said that before. So. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. word. It yeah. brings, it like gets me all choked up. <laughs> I, you know, and I don't say, you know, I, I attract or I want to work with people who are perfect. Like, I don't, I don't think that there is a human being walking the face of this earth that could actually fill that role. But um, that's not who we attract. We attract the people who very openly and honestly and very vulnerable vulnerably say, yes, yeah. I have challenges. I have struggles. But despite all of that, I am learning to utilize my brain and my feelings to overcome those things. Not only just overcome those things. I mean, we get people that are that come to us that are like, I am so broken because I have an addiction. I have an addiction to alcohol or I have an addiction to um, food. And, you know, that takes so much courage to even say that. But when they recognize that that's what it means, you have to have that contrast. You have to see it as this is just a challenge or an obstacle that you're going to learn to see as a springboard. You're going to utilize that struggle. You're going to utilize that obstacle. You're going to overcome that. And you're going to recognize that everything that you learned through the progression of overcoming it is like the fuel for overcoming and then creating things that you once thought was impossible to create for yourself. So yes, yes. those are the people that like, my heart like explodes when they walk through this, you know, so virtual door. It's like, right. That's because I, I have all sorts of struggles, all sorts of challenges, but it's, I know that that's actually the fuel for making me become the self-made person. I am, I become a stronger self-made person every single day because of those struggles, because of yes. those obstacles. Yeah. And no one teaches or no one has prior to this taught us that. So that's why this is amazing. Yeah. So it's like wear it, wear it as a like a badge of honor because it is who has made you the person you are today. And you just when you can like wrap your head around that as this is not something that defines me in a negative way. This is something that defines me in a beautiful way. And I am becoming I own all of it. And that is like, I see it in you. You are truly a self-made woman becoming stronger and stronger and stronger in that identity. 
you will no doubt create all sorts of things that you probably once thought impossible. And no doubt you'll impact all those people around you too. The, all your loved ones, your coworkers, your friends. And I think that is something that we need to shine a light on. So thank you, Heather Zavnik. Anything else that you want to say before we? No, this has been a great experience. Thank you, Tracy. I feel fortunate to have um, met you and, and everybody in this community. Oh, likewise. I, I appreciate you and I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to Heather's Secrets. Join us next week where we will listen to some more secrets of other self-made success stories. Talk to you soon. If you are ready to overcome your biggest obstacles and create what you once thought impossible, I want to invite you to join the Self-Made Mind and Body Program, where you will learn how to master yourself. It's the only thing that stands in the way of what you want most. Learn more at www.self-made and the letter u.com.